Hello, people. On today's show, me and my co-host Alex are going to do a loose analysis on the 2001 animated film Spirited Away. If you have enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing. We have a ton of new episodes coming their way soon. As always, if you have never seen the film we are discussing, we encourage you to watch before you listen. And without further ado, please enjoy the show. All right, Young Getter, we're back. Here we are, uh, again in the basement of my house. I like it. Uh, so, yeah, this is my suggestion. We did uh, Spirited Away by, uh, Hi- I can't say his first name very well. Hi- is it Hayao Miyazaki? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm the wrong person to ask. Uh, well, I know, it's a, I know it's Miyazaki, but yeah, it's an animated film. Is it from 2001? Yeah, can you believe that, that it's that old? Yeah, it's kind of weird. That's was it? so it's almost twenty years old. Yeah. Um, it's aged well though. Um, yeah, it's kind of like uh, the animation has aged well. It reminds me of like um, Lilo and Stitch, like the character design of the, like the little girl or something. Or? The the um, like the watercolor uh, background, uh, like that's how Lilo and Stitch was made. Oh, like the same like uh, method or something. Yeah. Well, the not necessarily the method, but like in the, it has like a little bit of a traditional art style. Uh, so you're gonna, these are some of the things that you're gonna have to fill me in on. Oh. Because, you you did recommend this movie, and uh, I think you're you're the resident um, like anime expert. Uh, is that at this right? Table. I'm not necessarily an anime well, expert. Well, compared to me, you might be. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I guess I I should preface it by saying I don't really have any any experience watching like you know japanese um english dubbed you know whatever yeah like this this subgenre of, of animated movies i think uh it's not that weird though it's almost kind of like just think of it like uh you know the japanese pixar like the japanese like studio ghibli is like the japanese pixar like mm-hmm. very uh like coveted like well respected uh production yeah i was about to ask because like i know they have other movies that are like pretty um well received yeah yeah the only one i can think of at the top of my head is like kiki's delivery service yeah is that what it's called yeah because doesn't d- doesn't your wife love the movie yeah yeah, she, yeah. That, that's her favorite movie by uh the studio mm-hmm I think Spirited Away is, like, probably the most successful, at least, like, as, in terms of, like, crossover. Yeah, into, like, America. Yeah. I think yeah. So. I think you're right. Um, it's considered the masterpiece out of the Studio Ghibli movies, but I, I only think it's considered that a masterpiece because I think a lot of adults can really enjoy this movie. Be- it, it has a lot of dark... There is other films that I have not seen that do have dark uh, themes, uh, like by Studio Ghibli, uh-huh. like a little bit more like serious tone to them. Uh, but this one, for sure, kind of like hangs in hangs in the in between pretty well, in my opinion. Is this your uh, your favorite movie, like by them? Uh, that I've seen, yes. I've wanted to see Howl's Moving Castle, which I have not seen, and I haven't seen Kiki's Delivery Service. Okay, but I've seen like Ponyo. Which um, is really child, like a little bit more childish. Like they're really, it's, they're it's pretty surreal too. Mm-hmm. But uh, Ponyo, and then uh, I've seen My Neighbor Totoro. Actually, the so like those two movies have been like a 
like a thing. So me and the lady for a while there, we made, uh, we made like date night out of uh, going to the studio Ghibli, like picking out a movie and like bringing it home and watching it. Ah, and, like, okay. So that was our that was our thing like that we did. And so I got like introduced to this movie by Elizabeth. She she had like grown up on this movie. She uh, like it was kind of like a household favorite between the children, mm-hmm. and uh, so she's seen it a ton of times. And so she showed it to me a couple years ago, and when and when I first watched it, like me, she thought I had seen it because, like you said, you think I'm some sort of anime expert, which is I don't really watch anime very often. If I do, it's like maybe once every year I'll watch like um, a small series or something. But it's been it's been a little while, but I usually I tend to like serious, more serious, like uh, like a lot more adult themes and stuff, and like. Like, Cowboy Bebop is, like, a great entry level for a lot of people. Like, it's, it's really dark and serious, it, but it's still kind of lighthearted at times, which, uh... Anyway, I know enough about it. Yeah. But uh, I'm not the expert. I feel like the, the most experience I've gotten out of watching anime is just, like, watching Adult Swim when I was a yeah. kid. Like, past midnight, because uh-huh. that's when they would play, like, you know, Cowboy Bebop and... yeah. On the Toonami, when they would cross over to Toonami. Um, and I enjoyed those shows back in the day, but I feel like I was too young to really understand them. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, but, like, I never... Very rarely did I ever watch... I started... I think I started watching anime, like, when I was, like, in, like, early high school. Where, like, I started to, like, talk to more, di- like, different people. I got introduced to, like, different people from, like, different schools. Mm-hmm. And, like, we all converged, like, from primary school to, you know, high school and stuff, and... Yeah, I don't know. Like, back then, I was just all about, like, it was something different. And, like, it's basically, like, Dragon Ball and, like, you know, stuff like that. And um, But, like, wasn't until maybe, like, later down the road where I started to get into, like, more, like, serious... Like, there's a lot of different... There's a lot of different, like, ways the genre gets... Like, the genre can go many different ways. Like, it can be, like, really, like, sensory... St- overstimulation and like anime trope type shit mm. or there can be like stuff that like really explores like the depths of the human psyche and stuff and so it's 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 kind of broad like, yeah you, like looking to anime i'm sure there's there's stuff out there that i enjoy that i would enjoy um but i just there's always been this like barrier stopping me from trying to get into yeah. it so um you have to experience. You have to excuse my inexperience. Um, I don't want to sound like a kid that didn't do his homework. Yeah. For this episode, um, I just watched this movie today, okay. like you know, five or six hours ago, and I've only seen it one time. Okay. So, I feel like, I feel like you'll be okay. I feel like uh, this movie is a great. I feel like why it did so well, like commercially too, is like. Uh, I think it like like I said it appeals to adults in a way where like an adult can be intrigued. This movie leaves a lot to be unanswered as far as like the way the world is in this movie. Kind of like the I, world the I world agree be- with that. the world building is very vast and like you, there's a lot that's not explained and it's like but you're kind of just thrusted into it and that's why I think there's a lot of movies that do that where like you're just like along for the ride and like this is a different reality that you're in. Yeah, yeah. It definitely is like that. So it reminds me of like Blade Runner. I'm, I'm gonna need you to be like my guide okay. for this this talk. Maybe be your spirit guide. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we you want before we dive into the plot, do you want to talk about what we're drinking? Yeah. So only to 
only to uh, culturally appropriate. We had to uh, <laughs> we had to uh, pick up the imported beer. What I forget what it what is it even called? It's uh, Sapporo. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, could be could be pronouncing wrong, but it's uh yeah, it's a Japanese. Yeah, it's a Japanese beer. It's probably like a Japanese Miller Lite. Yeah, it, it kind of smells that way too. Yeah, it and, looks, and looks that way. It kind of looks like a pilsner, but I'm not really sure like what it's brewed with. But I would imagine because there's like weed on the front. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna try it. Yeah, I know we've already taken a few sips, but yeah, it's beer. Yeah, it doesn't taste that much different than. Probably it's just... it's refreshing though. I think this is a good dinner beer. Like I could see like this in a a pizza, or it's really light. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's crisp. We yeah. also we also got sake. Yeah, which we've both never had. Do you want to try it right now? Yeah, I'm down. All right, fuck it. Um, I'm sorry if I hate this. Like, you know, dude, what if we both hate it and this we're gonna have a big ass bottle of sake? Like, it was cheap. We just went to like the supermarket to pick this stuff up. Oh god, it smells, it smells kind of weird. I'm actually really excited though. Ooh, that's a good sound. I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. It smells really fruity. Does it not? It smells like a cross between, like, wine and liquor. Yeah. Kind of. I'm kind of excited. Oh, let me smell it again. Do we cheers? Yeah. Right. I don't think we're supposed to take, like, a shot, though. No, nah, I think you're supposed to just, like, sip it. Ooh. It's interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. It's... <laughs> um, I really don't know how I feel about that. Let me try it again. I have a feeling we're gonna have a big bottle of sake. I think you're right. <laughs> uh, I don't like it. I can't get behind it. Nah, I don't like it either. Really. All right. Well, we gotta finish it. And that I'll, I'll sip on it as we go. But yeah, it's also a fifteen percent by volume, which is like basically like it's almost not strong enough. Yeah, like, like it's, it's like not as strong as like like whiskey or something. Yeah, it's because I think there's just alcohol content's too low, and it it just kind of tastes like like fruit water in a way. Yeah, yeah, your face can set, says it all. That's not my favorite either, but I'm glad we tried it. Yeah, I was curious. I mean, I've gone 27 years without trying it. Yeah. So, ooh, I don't know. Okay, I feel like you ever seen The Last Samurai? The movie with uh, Tom Cruise. No, you, you you like love that movie, don't you? Yeah, it's it's actually not that it's like it's not that great. Well, it's not like perfect. It's not like a masterpiece or anything. But I really like that movie. Yeah. And he's a drunk in that movie. And there's a scene in the movie where like he just like begs for sake because he's like going through withdrawal. It's like crazy. Oh God. It's like a really weird dream sequence. So anytime I think of sake, I only can see like Tom Cruise like screaming for sake. I don't think we're going to be screaming for sake anytime soon. Oh, my God. My body's screaming right now. It doesn't taste good. I can't drink this. Yeah, right. I don't like it, really. Okay. Maybe we can get a Logan to try it when he comes over later. Absolutely. And he'll hate it, too. Yeah. <laughs> so he can, he can <laughs> jump in on this. Okay. Um, oh, we need to pre- so let's preface the plot and everything. Um, so this movie opens up with our main character, Shihiro, and her two parents. And yeah. they are in their little sedan. I think it's an Audi. I think oh, it is. Oh, fuck, I don't remember. I think it is. 
<laughs> yeah, it is. It's a little gray, a little gray sedan, but uh, they are moving to a new town. It looks like, and we don't really get a, a lot of explanation, which is like what a lot of this movie is. Mm-hmm. There isn't a, a lot of. No, I mean like the this is only really mentioned in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, God, oh, we're gonna go deep. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, they're moving to a new town, and like, Shihiro seems like a brat, and she doesn't want to leave her old school and stuff. She's gotta which, go to, which, which is understandable. I mean, which is yeah, kids don't like being moved around. But, so then they miss their turn. All this happens because her dad misses a turn. Wow. Yeah. Right. Dad misses a turn, and they try to or like try to take a shortcut. He's got to go uh, total dad and be like, I know the... I know where I'm going. The long way around, or, you know, the short way or whatever. Yeah, for sure. And so they take that shortcut, and then they go... They make it all the way up this path, and, like, dad nearly kills them because he's, like, driving, like, 30, like, 40 miles an hour up, like, a dirt path at, like, where he doesn't know where they're at, and, like... I was kind of thinking, like, who is this maniac? Yeah. Like, when I was, you know... I feel like the way it's animated makes it look a lot more dangerous than probably what, like, reality would have been, but... Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's very fun. Uh, and then they, like, get all the way to the top of this path and, like, break and are stopped by, like, a little, like, stone... Um, Some kind of statues yeah, sitting in the middle of the road. I'm not sure. I'm sure there's, like, an actual name for it in the culture. Um, and Shihiro, like, notices one on the road, like, when they're driving up the street. Yeah. Like, like, hanging out in the forest or something. Uh-huh. And there's, like, these little, uh, like, stone, like, houses that are, like, laid out. And I think, like, spirits are supposed to live there. And her mom explains that to her very briefly. So yeah. As we're going up there. And, uh, and then we get to the very top. And the dad slams on the brakes. And they stop. And they get out. And then they go through this... Like, entryway building kind yeah, of Yeah. And they... Make, so they make their way through this, like, stone tunnel. Like, Shihiro's, like, reluctant to go. And, like, they're, like, we'll just wait in the car then. And then she finally, like, doesn't want to be left alone, like, with a statue. And, like, so then goes and follows her parents. And and then, it, like, opens up into, like, a train station. Yeah, the, the layout of the, the land here is really weird. Like, it's, yeah. like, a super open field. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it opens up into that train station, like, as they come out of the train station, it opens up into that field with, uh, like, uh, like, like, empty river, it's just, like, stone, like, the bottom of a river, and, uh, I feel like we're, I feel like I'm, I keep catching things in my brain, like, later down in the... Her dad mentions that, like, the, uh, the building is, like, made of plaster, like, he's yeah. like, this is not, a, this is, isn't an old building, it's like a... You know, it's an old amusement park. Yeah, yeah. And she explains like that when the economy went bad, they all went abandoned. Mm-hmm. And so they're in this old amusement park, and then as they make their way across the empty river, like over the like the plains, basically, like it's just like this big vast. It's like super vast. Yeah. Makes no sense compared to like what the setting they were just in, which is like I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, like there's no buildings around or anything, like no side of like you know normal society and like population of people anywhere. And so they, and they make their way through, like, because they're kind of, expo- like, I mean, they think they're exploring this amusement park, and it's like a market, like an empty market, and, and then they, like, smell something cooking, and they're like, oh, I'm starving, and they're like, 
well, what about, like, Shira's like, well, what about the movers? And, like, they're like, well, they'll be fine. Because they're, like, trying to move into their new house. I thought this was weird that the parents were so easily distracted on this side adventure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think it was kind of, like, supposed to be... uh, Like, like, were they being, like, drawn in or something? Or, like, like, they were symbolically, like, arrogant or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh... Yeah, they like smell cooking food, and then they find like this one, just this one little shop in the market, like just has like this a huge array of like cooked like meats and stuff. And then they start eating, and like Shihira is still reluctant, like doesn't sit down to eat with her parents, and like he says, "Don't worry, baby. Like Daddy has credit cards and cash. Like oh, don't worry about it. We'll just sit here and eat because like no one was there to serve them. So like they would just went ahead and help themselves, basically." And then, like, Shihiro just, like, walks away, basically. Like, she doesn't want to participate. And, like, she's, like, like too curious about what's where she's at. Is it just me? Or does the food in uh, anime always look really good? Yeah. Like, like I wouldn't, like, eat it in real life. Because, like, vegan and shit or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I was, like, seeing him eat, like, all these, like, meats and, like, dumplings. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that looks really good. Yeah. It was, like, uh, this is, like, one of those small things they do but like uh it was almost hand drawn and it was animated around it type thing and yeah if like you haven't seen this movie if you're listening to this and haven't seen it i highly suggest like if you're one of the few people that haven't seen it yet just watch i think it's on hbo max is that where you watched it yeah well i was able to watch it on there yeah i i own it and but i think they just put all like all the studio ghibli movies on there so like if anybody wants to have a heyday they're more than welcome to i've got some catching up to do dude they're they're weird uh, um <laughs> but yeah so she like goes and like kind of explores this empty market and as she like goes up this staircase she sees uh the bathhouse and runs into our uh like our first like human character yeah you know sort of yeah um, he, he's within, within the amusement park yeah and uh his name's Haku, but we don't we don't know that yet. But and he's like, "What are you doing here? Like you have to leave. Like you shouldn't be here." And it's like almost night, and then we kind of get like this upbeat music, to like and in, in like indicate that like you have to hurry. It gets dark really fast. Like yeah. the clouds just roll in, uh-huh. and it's like nighttime. Right? Yeah. There. Um, I thought this movie's a lot of confusion. Like, especially, like, it's, it's, it starts in confusion, ends in confusion. I agree. Uh, I'm still confused sitting at this table right here. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh... But, so, like, anyway, just to say, like, they move... He's trying to move them out. Like, he's like, you have to get out of here. And when Shihiro comes back to her parents, they have turned into pigs. And I don't know if you caught that beforehand, but they were, like, snorting like pigs when they were eating. I was thinking that, yeah. I, I did notice that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like, just to set that in your brain so you weren't surprised when they got, you know, because they were kind of snorting as they were eating like hogs. And But her parents are turned into pigs. Like, they have their clothes and their hair, and it's really weird. It's really weird. It, like, sets you up for, like, the ride that you're about to take. I really love the, um, the animation when Haku gives her the warning, and she's, like, running away. Mm-hmm. And like all of the uh, the street lamps are lighting up at the same mm-hmm. time, like those like red lanterns. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just like thought visually, it like looked really cool. Yeah, this movie visually is like very beautiful. Like there's a lot of like 
small things that build the world very well. I agree. Um, so she finds out parents, pigs, freaking out, runs down to the water, back to where she came from, but now there's water. It's like a whole, like, like, like a, a huge river. Yeah, I mean, it's like, like a the, lake. The distance from um, where she's at to, like, the train yard that they entered in, mm-hmm. it looks like it's, like, miles, miles away. away. Yeah. Yeah. It's really odd. Like, and, and she's like, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, and she's, like, trying to, like, snap herself out of it. And, uh-huh. uh, and as she's down by the water, like, a fairy comes in, and, like, like, that fairy comes in from across the lake or the river, and like drops off like these masks they're like floating um they're just like objects when they Uh come out of the room and they kind of like form into like people like spirit looking yeah yeah i don't this maybe doesn't explain like any of like what the hell is happening no because it it seems like in this world there's like a bunch of like different species or something yeah but you never like learn what they're called really uh-huh. or you it's know. only like up to your imagination of like what they are yeah yeah um yeah it's really weird it's like uh the music the soundtrack to this is like really nice like uh this is my that's one of my favorite parts of the movie it's just mm-hmm. the music and uh i agree uh it like it's like perfect for each set of it like each tone like the this world's moving around shihiro our main character and now she's caught in it uh-huh. it's really nice um like things are, things are up to usual. Like the spirits are coming into the bathhouse, and so then everyone's out. And like, I think Haku at the at this point at this moment, like down by the river, like takes her and hides her. Yeah, there's like this weird moment where she's like, um, like locked in place for a second, like where mm-hmm. she like can't stand up. Yeah, and I like didn't... he has to like cast a spell to like get her to stand up. Uh huh. I didn't really understand that a whole lot. I don't. So he, um, she's like disappearing. Yeah, yeah. She's like disappearing. Like she's starting to get like like, like her her ghost. hands are like transparent. And yeah. Stuff. And Haku makes her eat like a berry or something, like a little red ball. It looks like she's like he's like you have to eat food from this world or you'll disappear. And like it's just like it's like moving fast. It's like go go go. Like yeah, you're, you're not getting time to sit here and think about anything. And 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 she doesn't want to eat it, but he like makes her eat it. And then he's like, here you'll feel better. And so we like know that Haku wants to help her and and yeah he does cast that like little spell on her to like get her to stand up which is kind of like like i don't understand there's when, no when did she get locked there yeah like like uh, i think who uh, did it? i think i think i know who did it but i was gonna say like there's like a soft magic system in this world that we're in like they're really like it nothing is defined yeah like things just kind of happen and like you are like well okay i guess it can happen you know you don't <laughs> yeah. really like there isn't like no set of rules for you um um but yeah sh- the the crow is looking there's a crow we get to see that there's a like a crow in the sky with like a human face kinda. yes and uh like big nose human face like black bird body and it's looking for shihiro and he's like that bird is looking for you and like so he's trying to hide her uh, because a human must not be allowed here, and that's and we get we get to that gets to explain to us because Haku is telling Haku is explaining to her like you can't you can't be here humans aren't allowed here, but you need to go down to the boiler room and meet Kamaji and ask him for work, and that way she can stay here basically because if you work and then then you won't be. 
like turn into a pig. Yeah, so you won't be turned into food. And so, or excuse me, we're missing. We're we always do this, but are we jumping too far ahead? I think so. Yeah, because they're trying to get past the bridge. She yeah, has that, to hold that does her breath after that. She, she has to hold her breath. And she doesn't hold her breath all the way across the bridge. Because they get stopped by that frog guy. Yeah, and then he, she takes a big, deep breath. And he's like, a human? And then and then they, and then then Haku, like, lightning fast, like, just eats them across, like, the bridge. And, like, takes them across this door, basically, behind a, like, behind a set of bushes on the backside of the bathhouse. Um. And then he tells her, like, telepathically... Like, he just, like, puts his hand on her head or on her, or something like that and, like, just, like, shows her, like, where she needs to go, like, down this staircase to the boiler room and asks Kamaji for work. He, like, he uh, knows her name yeah. already. Yeah. And, like, it's kind of, uh, like, it's kind of uh, hinted that they know each other uh-huh. somehow. Uh-huh. Although I don't know if I ever got any answers on this. You did, and I'll explain it to you later. Okay, maybe I missed something. You might have. It's okay. <laughs> I actually miss that part of the movie. I always forget about it every time I watch it, so it's okay. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So she like has to make her way down the staircase to Kamaji, and like the staircase is like the sketchiest set of stairs you've ever seen in your life, and uh, windy and on the side of a cliff that you would almost definitely die if you fell off of. Yeah, and then she like is slowly inching her way down the steps, and like one of them breaks. And, like, so she, like, basically, like, falls on her butt and then, like, has to, like, sprint down the stairs and stuff. And mm-hmm. and it was kind of, it's funny. You can only do it in animation, so it was nice. Yeah. And then uh, she, like, face plants into the wall. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of feeling bad for her at this yeah. point. She's, like, basically, she's, like, freaking out. I think the way, this movie can only be done in animation. It's very, like, there's a lot of things that just, like, definitely would like kill anybody like i don't know it's oh, just yeah. like it's just like the like uh exaggeration of things is really nice and it works really well i agree moving to the boiler room this is like where i feel like our story really starts taking off and like we kind of get introduced to the way this world works uh i, I enjoyed the scene uh, like at least of... from like a visual standpoint especially yeah it uh like kamaji we get introduced to him that like he's grinding like herbs and like uh spices to on... throw into some kind of like furnace or yeah. something right yeah he the furnace is like let's just say we'll probably have to move a little bit faster because we're already halfway into this but the or 30 minutes into this but um is this like symbolic or something no i was just gonna say like the way like he has like a he has a spell cast on these like soot they're called soot sprites. It's like kind of like a thing in the world of Studio Ghibli. Yeah, they're kind of like plastered on like uh, merchandise and stuff. They look like little like spiders, kind of yes. like little f- fuzzball looking things. Um, um, like I'll let you talk about this scene because you got to experience it for the first time. Like, what do you think? Like, what stood out to you? Like, what was different? Uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, just that he had this like spell on all these little things coming mm-hmm. up to like throw the uh, the uh, coal, coal into the fire mm-hmm. like her interaction with him is um so weird because he like barely acknowledges her mm-hmm. he's busy doing what he's doing mm-hmm. but he has like no care that she's there i think it's almost like he knows that she's there he he seems like real grumpy uh-huh. that he's there or that she's there mm-hmm. but like uh 
he kind of like sticks his neck out for her in the end. Yeah, because which which I didn't really understand. Like I didn't understand why he felt compelled to like help her. Yeah. When he didn't like he didn't really want her there and then he's like, "Well, this is my granddaughter." Yeah, because well, sh- so we can sk- skip over a little bit of it, but she like picks up a piece of coal and like has to throw it in because one of the sprites like dropped a piece of coal on itself and she helped helped it and she was in the in Kamaji's like finishes what you started human yeah and, like basically telling her to go throw it into this go throw it in the furnace which is like basically like one little tiny beam that the soot sprites go up to and like so she has to like plank up to it and like throw it in and she's like really weak it's like how heavy is that fucking coal dude yeah uh, I was thinking the same thing it's like but it's probably an exaggeration but it's only like to show that like she's weak basically mm. and like not capable um but then like yeah lynn comes in through like that little cupboard door basically to like give kamaji food so like she must bring him food every day and she like because it's like one of the world building things that they do she's like didn't i say to leave out the bowl that from yesterday uh-huh. and he's like starts eating and then she feeds the soot sprites and then she's like a human like you're the one that everybody's been looking for and and Kamaji's like that's my granddaughter, yeah. And so, and and then Lynn knows, you know, like oh, and she's like take take her to Yubaba to give her some work. And so we're like still we're still really confused. Like we're like okay. And Lynn's like say thank you. He's really sticking his neck out for you. Mm-hmm. And she's like thank you. And like she makes him like say thank you and whatever and. And they go about their business, and they and then they start moving to the bathhouse, which I think is really, really interesting. Like you get to see the elevators and stuff, mm-hmm. like this really vast like bathhouse of like all these spirits are like coming to relax, and like mm-hmm. it's like really intricate and all these elevators and like the like people coming and going. Yeah, there is a lot going on right here. Yeah, I think I think it's only just to indicate like that Shihiro is, like, caught in the middle of whatever the, like whatever this reality must be. Everybody's going about their normal business, and now she's just in it, like, unwelcome. I thought, let's just say, I think, like, when stuff like this that doesn't get explained only, like, helps the movie because it only enhances your curiosity. Like, you're only, you only are only thinking about subconsciously, like, well, okay, where am I at? Why, um, why is this happening? Or why do they do this? Or... You know, why do people greet here? You know, all these different characters. Some are frogs, some are ducks, some are, you know, some of these, some people don't have like any sort of form. They're not like animals or anything. They're, they're like shadow figures or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's like just really interesting. Like it doesn't explain a whole lot. Um, so it like keeps your curiosity open. I think that's why, like, I think it's why it appeals to people. Like I said earlier, because like it just, it brings back like a sense of like wonder and like awe because, and that's why, why I enjoy it because it's like, not everything has to be explained like yeah. that. Like we don't need like an in-depth, you know, explanation of every species and all yeah. the rules in this world. And that, thought, that's okay sometimes. Yeah, I thought like uh, it's just like it's not really like it's not really like a it's. I guess it would be considered like a fantasy movie. I guess um, I, I thought so. It's just like I don't know. It feels very childish. It just feels very like wondrous. That's why I like this movie a lot. Um, but, like, they move, like, so basically, like, Lynn has to, like, move her, like, kind of, like, through the bathhouse with, like, tr- not trying to, like, allow any other spirits to notice that she's a human in anything. And, like, so as she's, like, taking her up all the elevators and stuff, like, they run into, like, a radish spirit. Mm-hmm. Like, this big, like, 
like massive like probably like 12 foot tall like radish looking thing with legs yeah really weird doesn't talk it's like like making like weird sounds and stuff and then like they all make references to like humans smelling really bad yeah like they can always like point like pinpoint when a human's there because of their smell yeah and one of the workers notices that lynn smells like a human and tries to stop her like to figure out what the hell's going on but let's not forget that kamaji gave lynn a roasted newt do you remember this yeah i do remember this he's like what if i gave you this roasted newt and then she takes and then he's like she's like okay i'll take I'll take Shihiro up to see you, Baba. And then that's what that frog smells as the human. She's like, maybe you smell this roasted newt. And I'm like, well, shit, roasted newts are, must be the shit around here. Like, what yeah. the hell is going on? It like, just looked like a burnt lizard. That's what it was, for sure. <laughs> um, and and then she, like, eats it and, like, basically, like, is distracting this, like, other frog-looking spirit that, like, must work there. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Like, she, like, sends, she sends Shihiro up the elevator with a radish. It's really funny. Like, I thought, like, it was very visually, like, interesting to, like, like this see. little girl next to a, this big, big creature. Yeah. But then, like, as she goes up to the, she's going to go see Yubaba. And so, like, this is where we get introduced to Yubaba. And Yubaba's, like, she like opens that door like goes to open the door and like then the door like what is that what is that called like the like the knocking you know i'm talking about like on a like on a big door like where like the handle like there's a metal handle to knock oh shit i can't think of like the technical term for it anyway it looks like a face and as she here goes to open the door it talks to her and it's like you're not even gonna knock (laughs) and like then the doors open like this huge corridor like many doors like down a hallway Um. it's very like like very uh almost like castle like and and then she gets and yubaba's like talking like like from far away kind yeah of. and like it's really loud like almost like in her head and she's like well come on in and then she says come in and you get like a cut to her hand and it just whips her in like mm-hmm. magically i thought it was very like oh shit like okay so like you get to see some of that more magic that's in the world yeah yeah and i thought was interesting so they just like pull shihiro through all these corridors and hallways to her office which i thought was really interesting i thought the the meeting between um her and yubaba was pretty interesting mm-hmm. like what about it like what did you what like what like what first off what were you thinking when you watched it i was like wondering because um it seemed like they wanted to shield her from Yubaba in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this is like the evil, you know, witch or whatever that mm-hmm. rules this place. But then they're like, go meet Yubaba for work. So they like send her directly to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Yubaba is like a super imposing uh, character. Like she, she looks like an old lady, mm-hmm. but she's like really big. Like her proportions, like her head and her like dress are like uh-huh. gigantic. She's like menacing and intimidating. Yeah. yeah. And her voice and like, you know, the way that she's presented is really intimidating. Yeah. It's like a like an old witch looking, but like almost like she has like jewelry all over her hands and like she's very it's very weird character design. I like it a lot. She's my favorite she's my favorite character. Yeah, she she was char- definitely interesting. Like characters on that she has wrinkles, like deep crevices all over her face and her nose. Like it's very um 
the way she's animated compared to the other characters is like it is like to show that she is imposing. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought like I remember, I just remember watching this movie for the first time, and I had like the same feelings that you probably have, like just being like, huh, like what the hell is going on, and just being like, like caught in the wonder of like, like each character and their role. I thought was just really. I think, like, each character, like, is animated and designed in their own special way. Like, I agree with like, that. Like, Kamaji has six arms so he can reach and grab the spices and stuff and the walls that he has. And I thought, like, it was really cool, like, to see, like, the way all the characters move and stuff, like, in the world. I agree. Definitely. Um, so, Yubaba's, like, kind of reluctant to yeah. give her work. She doesn't want to give her work, and she, like, sews her mouth shut for a second and, like, gets her to shut up. And she's like, why would I give you work? All you would is you're lazy and you're spoiled. And, like, she, she, she's aware that she's a brat, like, that she here is a brat. And uh, there's, like, three green heads that bounce around that just, like, go, boop, boop, <laughs> like, just, like, hop around in front of her and stuff. And Yeah. And, uh, like, are they, like little henchmen or yeah, like pets like, yeah or... it's just like really weird like you don't know like i even like to like even now you're like huh, like what was their purpose yeah like, i had no fucking idea they just like hop around this like office basically and uh yeah like she doesn't want to give sheer work and like basically like yells like really loud and like papers fly everywhere and like she like basically like flies in front of her face and she's like why would i give you work yada 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 you're a brat and and then we can just hear like big thumping, like almost like Jurassic Park T Rex, like boom, boom, and we get a baby. So like at, by this point, I was so thrown off. Like yeah. so many weird things have happened, like yeah. in succession. Yeah, it's a lot to digest for real. It is, especially for first, like a first viewing. Yeah, like I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost always blindsided by it every time I watch it. For real, like what the giant baby? Yeah, just like all of it. Yes, but it, the, yes, the baby. The baby kicks a hole. Like, through the door next to her desk, and, like, and just, like, and she's, like, oh, you woke the baby, like, (laughs) and, like, and then Shihiro finally, like, can get, Yubaba, like, finally gives her work after, like, she's, like, okay, fine, fine, I'll give you work if you, like, shut up, and, like, and then, like, there's something that she says, it says, she says, uh, as she, like, gives Shihiro the contract and stuff, she's, like, I can't believe I took that oath to give anybody work that asks for it. So, like, that's why they made her ask for work to Yubaba so she can stay. So, like, there, so there was a, like, so that kind of tied that up. It's like, oh, that's why she has to work. Yeah. Um, and so I think, like, Shihiro gets her name taken away from her. She's renamed um, Sin. Sin. Yeah. It, she, like, so uh, in Japanese they write in kanji. Mm-hmm. like and that's how they're like that's their letters and stuff like they're basically like symbols and so like she like t- pulls the symbols off the paper and is left with like sin and mm-hmm. uh she and so yubaba takes her name then she kind of takes her memory too in a way right yeah like, uh, we kind of learn that as we go along yeah but... and she calls haku in because haku is like yubaba's right hand man mm-hmm. it's like another like curiosity that we have it's like huh and he kind of has to, like, pretend that he doesn't know her when he comes in. Yeah, she like, she he, like, is really mean to her, like, really stern with her. Mm-hmm. And then Haku, um, I was going to say, we, Haku, like, 
brings her to Lynn and basically pawns her off on Lynn for work. And Lynn doesn't want to give her work, but like she's like, I don't want to work with her. But all right, and yeah, I think this would probably be a good point to stop for a second. Um, we're about forty minutes into the movie, but we also should note that we get like a little thing to see that, like for some reason, Sin, you know, Shihiro finally looks to the sky, and like Haku's a dragon. Yeah, he's a dragon. Like this uh, also threw me off a lot too. So he's like a serpent dragon, like ancient Chinese-looking dragon, like that kind of dragon. Uh huh. Like no wings, but like flies like a snake, basically. Uh huh. Um, think uh, if you ever seen uh. The Never-Ending Story. It looks like that. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I've never seen The Never-Ending Story. I've only seen it like once, but he looks like the the the, the thing from Never-Ending Story. Um, it's probably a good yeah. It's probably a good point to stop. This is like where I think the movie really picks off, though. Like it really like we get into like the the deep like world of that we've like started to establish for ourselves. Yeah, Sh- Shihiro kind of like really becomes ingrained. Like, in the world after this point. Like, yeah. she's, like, really in it Yeah. now. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. All right. Piss break. So, like, after we've, like, established... After we've, like, established, like, the ba- the the basics of, the, of, like, where we're at and, like, what predicament we're in, I feel like it really starts picking up, like, because Shihiro now has to work. And uh, we get to see that, like... Lynn is, like, excited that, like, she pulled... She's like, I can't believe you pulled it off. Like, she so she's like, oh, okay. Like, so, Lynn, so Lynn's my friend, too. Yeah. And, uh, it's weird because since this all happened at night, they all go to sleep during the day. It's mm-hmm. really odd. Really odd. Like, really different. Like, because as the sun comes up, they all get ready for bed. I thought that was really weird. It's a weird little, like, inverse. Yeah. As, like, they're going to bed, though, like, we get a little cutaway to see that, like, Yubaba, like, turns into a bird as well. Mm-hmm. Like, she, like, puts a cloak around herself and, like, basically, like, makes wings and, like, just flies out of her office out the back window. So, so that's kind of how we find out that that's who is flying above the, um, well, the music park earlier. Yeah, there's, like, two, there's two birds. There's, like, one little, like, I almost imagine it's, like, a an extension of, her, like, her surveillance type thing. Uh, it's not I, really... I can see that. It's not really, like, established or anything or explained, but I only imagine it's, like, a spell or something that she's made to, like, survey the bathhouse and stuff. And then, like, she, like, flies off, like, into, like, the, the beginning dawn. And, uh, and then basically as, like... Sin fall, is trying to fall asleep during the day and stuff. Uh, Haku comes up to her and is like, meet me by the bridge if you want to, like, so you, you can see your parents, basically. Uh-huh. And, and this is uh, a really nice scene. I think uh, I think he, like, pulls her through, like, the flowers and stuff, and which is really nice, like, animation and stuff. Oh, the visual looked amazing right here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, like, one of those scenes in the movie. It's like, damn, is it nice? Um, yeah, and then... Basically, yeah, she's making her way down though. Like, don't forget the soot balls bring out her shoes for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was a nice little touch. Yeah. Then she she sees No Face on the bridge too. Like we've kind of seen him at the beginning of the first bridge scene. Like he kind of just like pops up. Yeah. It's, it's almost like it's almost like uh, Shihiro like Sin is the only person that sees her. Uh, really, <clears throat> really odd. Because, like, the movie doesn't really draw a whole lot of attention to it. Like, when you see No Face, uh-huh. 
I mean, like, the camera always pans to it. And there's almost, like, a little, like, some sort of little instrumentation that indicates that, like... Like, like something mysterious is going on here. Like or... a theme, like, that he has. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like that. But he explains to, uh, to Sin that it's up to you to remember who your parents are, like, which, one, which pigs they are. Because he takes them to this barn, basically, with a bunch of pigs in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, like, he's saying, like, you have to work to get your parents back otherwise they'll end up like food they'll end up food they'll basically they'll, they'll cook them and it's really weird like yeah. it's really odd but very strange concept uh but he also explains to her that he must she must remember her name if she wants to go home and like that's very important yeah and you said that earlier like like her memory's kind of been stolen from her in a way yeah like uh she says, like, uh, Haku gives her her clothes back and, like, a greeting card or, like, a card that her, like, classmates said, like, like said, like, goodbye on it. And she's like, Shihiro, she's like, oh, that's my name. She's like, I almost forgot it. Yeah. And he's like, that's how Yubaba controls you. It's because she owns your name now. It's one of those things where it was like, huh, okay, so that's why she doesn't remember her name. And that when she signed that contract, when she signed her name away... It's why that she's having such a hard time remembering her name, and yeah, we're, for, she almost forgot why she was there. We're getting filled in like some information right yeah. here, yeah, a little bit, look, just just enough. And then I believe at this point uh, she starts working. Yeah, scrubbing scrubbing the floors of the bathhouse. Uh huh. Um, she gets like her first is her first customer the the big like stink, mm-hmm. uh, you know, gob of whatever dirt and muck that this thing is yeah um there i wrote this down just to make sure on my notes but sin actually lets no face through the window while she's working yeah don't forget she's like oh i'll leave the door open for you because she's like like he she's like wiping or like wringing out a towel or something or pouring water out the Mm. back window or something of one of these rooms no face is just like hanging Hanging out out. and she's like oh do you want to come in like i'll leave the door open for you and so, like, and then No Faces was invited in. Like, as they're, like, she gets the big tub. Like, they give her the big tub. And, like, even Lynn's, like, hey, this is unfair. And mm-hmm. they're, like, ha, deal with it. Like, basically, like, harassing them. Yeah. Like, for fun. Like, all the frogs are and stuff. All the frog workers and stuff. And, uh, like, she has to go get the bath token uh, to clean the tub. Or to make the tub look clean. Because they can't scrub it all out. They can't scrub, like, the scum and, like, the the sludge that's on the bottom of the... The bathtub. Mm-hmm. And then, the yeah, the big stinky... The stink... They called it a stink spirit. Stink spirit. Okay. Yeah. And it was like a big... Basically looks like a big pile of mud. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, it almost looks like... You're played like the original Pokemon. How, like how original are like we talking here? Like, like first gen. Like, oh, you know, uh, know... Do you know... I think it's first gen, but like Grimer and Muck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it looks like I that. Know. Yeah, it looks like that basically, and but it's like that's like mud brown. But I thought like this, like this was all really interesting because like Lynn, like basically is like showing her the ropes, and it's like having that. It reminded me of having that first job of like asking a lot of questions and being reluctant to to like do anything on your own at first, and like someone has to sit there and explain everything to you. So it was, it was cool. You gotta feel bad for her because like her first customer is like mm-hmm. the grimiest, dirtiest, you know, like creature that could walk in there. Yeah, when she goes and gets the bath token is when, like, the stink monster is rolling up. And, like, they actually know Faze, since he's in the bathhouse now, he steals a bath token for her. 
Uh-huh. Remember, he grabs a bath token and gives it to her. Mm-hmm. And, like, she can only... She, for some reason, he's only, like, shows himself to her at this point. It's yeah. really odd. And it, like, gives you... Que- like, makes you ask questions. Like, you're like, huh. Because other people can see him later on. Yeah. It's uh, really weird. Like, he just, like, shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, he gives her a token, and then, like... They she so then they hook up the token and that that token goes straight to Kamaji and then Kamaji gives him the water and that's why Kamaji like those tokens pop down in the in the boiler room and stuff. So it was cool. Yeah, like the cool to see how the world works. It's like a very intricate like system that they're working with here. Uh huh. Yeah, it's really weird. But yeah, so as she's like filling the bathtub, like she overfills it and stuff, and she's making rookie mistakes and stuff and. But she, since she's responsible for the stink spirit, like, Yubaba makes her, and, like, Yubaba's watching over it and everything, and, like, basically the whole bathhouse is kind of stopping because this thing smells so bad. Like, like it's so indicative that it smells terrible. Uh-huh. They send all the other spirits away to their rooms and stuff. They're like, go, everybody, back to their rooms. Like, get out of here. Like, because they don't want any of the other, like, customers to be, like, bothered by the smell. Yeah, I thought... Like, this this scene is really weird. Like, uh, Yubaba kind of indicates that there's something weird about the stink spirit. Yeah. Like, uh, she, like, senses that... There's some kind of sense that she has about it where it's like, you know, usually I don't sense this around uh-huh. a stink spirit or something. And we kind of yeah. find out that it, it isn't yeah. a stink spirit. Because... Um, as she, like, is helping the stink spirit, like, giving it more water and, like, refilling the tub and stuff because, like, all the water pours out into, like, mud and stuff. Like, he, like, grabs her, basically, and, like, makes her, like... There's, like, a thorn. She's, like, there's a thorn in his side. And then, and then Yubaba's, like, huh. And then she's, like, this is no stink spirit we have on our hands. And then she, like, runs down and, like, flies down and, like, makes, a, makes like, a rope. Uh-huh. Out of thin air, and, like, she, like, makes her tie it on. It's a bike handle, which I thought, like, I love this scene um, because he has her pull all this trash out of her. Like, they're all, the whole, like, bathhouse is, like, helping. It's like a chain of trash that yeah. they're pulling out of it. Yeah, like, bikes and, like, like just, like, you know, fishing poles and all kinds of stuff. And finally, the bobber is stuck in the side, and it pops out, and it goes, pop. And, like, and then you just hear, like, a sigh of relief. Uh-huh. And then she's, like, engulfed in water, basically, at this point. And then, like, a, it's so weird. such weird visually thing. But, like, uh-huh. basically, like a, like, a mask pops out of the water and is, like, well done. And then we, it's kind of, like, explained to us that it was a river spirit. And, and it was, like... Like polluted, kinda. yeah, yeah. I thought it was cool. I thought that was cool. Like, I agree. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie. It was uh, like the spirit, like all the trash is everywhere, and then like there's like gold left over, like gold flakes in the in the floorboards and stuff, and like all the you know employees are rushing after the gold and stuff, and they're like quit. Like Yubaba was like quit. Our customer is still here. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, send move, get out of the way, and then. He turns into, like, a dragon, like, Haku. Very, so, like, kind of, like, huh, it's, like... A little foreshadowing yeah, right there. Two, two dragons. Um, and then he rides out and, like, is happy and everybody's joyous. The visual of the, um, 
the water, the river spirit like flying around the bathhouse and then like going out the front door uh-huh. like his like, exit yeah like visually that was like really cool yeah it's a uh, it's a nice pleasant surprise to the film i guess but um, she's left with like a green looking mothball type deal like it's a little green like like she's left with like a little like ball like that fits in the palm of her hand mm-hmm. and it's green like a little green ball and she's like huh i don't know what this is yada 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 and so like we could we got to see like the operation of the bathhouse in this scene and like so like sin kind of proved herself there and uh even yubaba was happy with her she's like he was very wealthy like there's gold basically in all the floorboards and like and then uh Yubaba's like sake's on the house <laughs> and which I, I immediately thought when that happened yeah. like about us drinking sake tonight I also did too but we don't like it so yeah I don't I don't like I, it at all I, put it up there. I was yeah, about it's, to say it's, it's disgusting it's, it's a good thing you got it away from me because I probably would have like went to go sip it every once in a while and been it's, reminded you know that yeah. I didn't like it Maybe it's just because it's a terrible. Maybe it's cheap. Maybe that's why we don't like it. But I do not like it. It was only seven dollars for a big bottle. That's true, and it's American made. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's American made, so probably not that great. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe they all taste very similar. Basically, I, I think at this point, um, let's try to remember here. This is like they're back up at the balcony, and uh, they're finally like eating and resting. Her and Lynn back uh-huh. like in their room, and then like. Sin, like, takes a bite of that green ball that was given to her. She has, like, a really bad reaction to it. Yeah, like, must it, it must taste terrible or something. And then it kind of cuts to, like, I think it, like, it cuts to No-Face. He's in the bathhouse still because the frog, one of the frogs that, like, noticed, remember the frog that... From the bridge earlier. From the bridge earlier in the movie was, like, look, he's looking for gold in the floorboard still. Um. And then No-Face, like, makes gold... Yeah, like, gold just, like, pops out of its hand. Yeah. Uh, that's how he made bath tokens. He made, like, an abundance of bath tokens earlier, too. So, like, it must be... He's, like, trying to indicate that he must have, like, reproduction powers or something. Like, he must be able to, like, clone stuff. It's very odd. Um, but one of the things he is, he, like, no face is, like, thing is, like, he goes... Eh. <laughs> like, he just makes this weird sound. Yeah. He, and he, like, is holding out gold. And then he, like, eats the frog. And then he can talk now. So, like, it was very... Like, steals his voice, kind of. Yeah, and so he, like, now he can talk. And then, like, one of the other workers is like, huh, like, what's going on out here? Like, because it's in the middle of the, the, like, the bathhouse is closed kind of thing. Yeah. They're, like, curious. And then he, like, distracts him. He's like, here's some gold. He's like, wake up, everybody. Like, like, you know. He's like, I'm hungry. And then it cuts to sin. God, so much happens in this movie. It's so hard to remember. Yeah. Uh, but, like, Sin is having, like, a dream sequence of, like, she gives the medicine ball because it must be medicine, and she's supposed to give it to her parents. She's like, well, maybe it'll turn you back. Maybe it'll help you or whatever. And then, like, as she holds out that green ball, like, all the pigs, like, start swarming at her and stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, and then she wakes up. She's having a bad dream. Yeah. But it was, like, like a vision almost. Very odd. Is this where, um, right afterwards, she notices, like, she wakes up and, like, Haku is floating in the air as the dragon? Yep. Is this the right, the, the yep. next scene right yep. after this? Perfect. Yeah, I was going to say, it moves into Haku is, like, out in the open and she notices him out there. And then there's, like, paper planes on him or something. Like, almost like little paper people kind of things. She, uh, she mis- misidentifies them as 
birds. Birds, birds. yeah. Well, yeah, he's out there as a dragon. Like, he's, like, flying around as a dragon. And, uh, and, like, I guess, like, he must be hurt. And, like, he, like, as, like, he, like, is coming back towards the bathhouse, like, he, like, basically, like, flies into the window, like, and, like, blood splatters everywhere. And, like, the she's, like, closing the balcony window, like, to block all the paper coming in. Because, mm. like, the paper's, excuse me, the paper's after her, or after him. And he, like, looks like a dog. This is where you get, like, the first close-up, and he looks like a, uh, like I said, like, the earlier, like, that dragon from The NeverEnding Story. Like, like, fur. He has, like, fur. It's really weird. Yeah. Kind of acts like a dog, too. Like, the way yeah. it, like, growls and stuff out uh-huh. of her. Oh, I almost forgot. There's a train out in the water. See how much of this sort of get? There's a train out in the water. Like, and Lynn earlier was like, I want to get out of here and get on that train. One of these days will take me away or whatever. So like, yeah, Lynn doesn't want to be here. But anyway, um, trying to keep up with all these like fantasy elements. Yeah, there's so much. It's like I've been thrown into the Atlantic Ocean. Uh-huh. And, like I don't know how to swim. Uh huh. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm having a hard time following all this. Yeah, it's. I feel like if you watched it twice, you may have would have caught on to a little bit more. Yeah, but it's a lot to digest. I really wish I would have watched it twice. I feel like it's okay that you didn't watch it twice though, because I think. I, I hope you enjoyed it at least. I, I, I liked it. Yeah, definitely. I just think uh, I don't think you need to understand everything. No, I I agree with that. I think it's just like a great adventure. Like uh, I think I, I think I can't remember where I read this. It was like I think it was like a, in a little booklet that came with a movie, but it said like this is a movie. Like I think it was like I don't know if Miyazaki had said this as a quote or something, but it is like a movie. A, about good and evil, not fought with swords, like, um, like very, uh, I don't know, it's very odd, like, Yubaba's obviously evil, I just think, like, it's really mysterious, like, because we think Haku's good, but he has a lot of mystery around him, and, like, I can't tell if he's good or trying to help her or what, like, if he's bad because he's her henchman or whatever. The same thing kind of goes with No-Face, because yeah. you're kind of led to believe that it's evil, Yeah. and then, I, I, even after watching the movie, I'm not really sure where that creature stands like yeah. it seems like on the good side at the end uh-huh yeah oh well, we'll get there yeah uh, it yeah. uh not to jump too far ahead or yeah anything. it's it's weird like it's a weird movie to follow and it's why it's so surreal like it doesn't have to make sense really uh uh-huh. yeah I mean, which most surreal like things don't like artwork and like uh like um oh what's that one dude Salvador Dali, you know. He, oh, yeah. Like, that's surrealism. Like, it doesn't really make sense, but, I mean, it's interesting to look at. I agree. Um, yeah, like, so we can, like, get, we get, like, these cuts around the bathhouse to where, like, you know, because Haku has, like, left the building. Like, she's, like, trying to save Haku because he's, like, bleeding out. Like, there's blood everywhere. And he's, like, coughing up blood. And uh-huh. she's, like, going after him. And he, like, flies all the way up to the top of the bathhouse, like, in the office of, uh, Yubaba's office, basically. Yeah. And, uh, like, we get to see, like, Sin is now having some independence from all the other characters. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, she's, like, not just doing what she's told. Mm-hmm. She kind of goes out yeah. rogue right here. Uh, basically, like, as No-Face is, like, giving out gold to everybody, like, so, like, the whole bathhouse is now centered around No-Face because uh-huh. they're all trying to get gold and trying to, like, serve him and stuff. He's loaded, I guess, you know, and like even Lynn's like, Hey, come get some gold and she's like, No, I'm busy, like I'm she's like, Okay, whatever. Um, and so then that's where Sin's running around and 
Sin, as she's trying to make it up the elevator, like, they're trying to escort No-Face, like, around the around the bathhouse, and they're, like, all trying to collect tips from him, basically. And she runs into him, and he, like, offers her, like, this huge handful of, like, gold nuggets, and she, like, refuses it. Yeah, because she's too, she's too uh, focused on going to find Haku. Yeah, and uh, then he goes on a rampage. She can't believe it that like she would like, like deny the gold yeah which is really weird i don't know if like that's his gimmick like maybe that's what sets him off because does he eat like the greedy or something is that like no faces character i don't know i feel like we probably could look up like what that like is indicative of but i think because there are themes of like greediness in the movie kind of yeah thing, like yeah you know woven throughout it mm-hmm um, like, yeah, the fact that, like, she wouldn't take the gold from him, like, mm-hmm. he couldn't eat her, like, maybe, like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, he, okay. like, he, like, feeds off the greed of people, and, okay. like, she was not emblematic of, like, that characteristic. Yeah, maybe, I guess that, I That's just me guessing. I didn't think about that. I mean, you are right, though, like, she didn't take anything else from him besides that one bath token at the beginning, so I don't know. Um. Yeah. I don't know, that's true. Like... And then, like, basically, like, like No Face is huge at this point. Like, he has like frog legs, and he's he's like building as mm-hmm. he like eats, you know, people. I was gonna say, um, Sin like finally like makes it up to the office, like as like No Face is on a rampage. Like, there's a lot happening all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. and uh, like Yubaba has like returned. And everything like Yubaba like has like come back from like her like trips that she keeps making out the like out the window as she flies away and stuff. Yeah, we don't find out where she went really. Did no, we? we never like we never really get to know. She's just like a businesswoman out on business. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say like Sin like makes it up through like the baby room, like the nursery. I really mm-hmm. like this. I really like this. This is cool. Um, this was an interesting scene. Yeah. She hides in the... Pil- Sin hides in the big pile of these pillows. And then, like, as Yubaba has returned, like, goes to check on the baby. And the baby is in the big pile of pillows. Like, huge baby. Like, bigger than... Bigger than Yubaba. Yeah. Like, big old baby. Think of a baby, like, scaled up to the size of Hulk, you know? Like, big, <laughs> yeah. It's a big guy. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> and even Sin's like, oh, you're a big baby. Like... Uh-huh. And the baby, like, can talk to her. Like, can talk, like... Yeah, like, it speaks English. But, like, its emotional uh-huh. intelligence is, like, that of a baby. Yeah. Uh, she, and the baby's like, play with me or I'll break your arm. And if you don't play with me, I'll cry. And, uh, and then you'll get in trouble and Mama will kill you. And, like, it's really weird. What's the baby's name? Is it Bo or something like that? I don't know. I think, I don't even remember. I think it's just like baby. I don't know. I just call it the baby. Just, just big baby. Yeah, I put, I put my notes. Big ass baby. <laughs> uh, not forget. God, there's so much stuff visually that happens in this movie. Um, but like, the paper is stuck to her back from earlier. One of the the paper birds. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. And, uh, whatever it is. I don't know. It's like just a weird cutout looking thing. Yeah, as like she, she like. St- has holds up like blood on her hand from Haku and is like, Look, germs and the baby starts crying, and then she runs out to the office to check on Haku and then the basically the paper turns into what we think looks like Yubaba and it's actually her twin sister. 
yeah. Zaniba. It's, little little plot twist right here. Yeah, it really it tripped me out the first time I saw it for sure. I was like, what the fuck? That um, didn't make any sense. Um, but I guess since Haku goes on missions for Yubaba, he must have stolen what seems to be a gold seal, which is like looks like a like a little like gold bar. Yubaba's sister turns the baby into a mouse, and the crow that like that accompanies Yubaba into like a little tiny like fly looking bird. Uh huh. And uh, the three heads. She changes the three heads. The three green heads from the beginning turns those into uh, to the baby. So, yeah. Like, to replace the baby. I was confused in all this, to be honest. Yeah, it's really weird. But, but, but she's like, turns the green heads into the baby, and the baby into the mouse, and the bird into the tiny bird. And then they come along for the rest of the movie. The baby does as the mouse and yeah. and the bird, or the crow as the tiny bird. Um, but then, so, he snaps the paper in half, Haku does. Yeah. He cuts the paper in half, and then Zaniba, like, almost like her, like, she, like, disappears. Like, almost like she was there in, like, spirit form, astral-type deal. Really weird. Yeah, yeah. It is really weird. It's a really weird movie. Like, there's so much that happens. Just like, okay, that happened. He does that, but he's still, like, real injured mm-hmm. at, the, at the point, at this point. Like, you kind of think he's going to die. Yeah, but then they fall down the chimney. All, all four of them. Well, Haku, uh, Sin, you know, Shihiro... And the mouse and the bird. Um, actually, we're moving along in this pretty fast. We're it's actually we're not that far behind. We're only like an hour or so into this, so it's, we're doing okay. We're doing all right, yeah. Um, You're like, doing good. I don't know about me. I wrote so many notes so we wouldn't get lost. There's so much. Like it's yeah. such a. It's a. I told you. Like I'm gonna challenge you. It's it's a it's a big movie to digest. I, I've been challenged. For sure. Yeah, it looks so innocent when you go into it, but it just like takes you on this weird ride. Um, but they fall down the chimney down to like Zamachi's boiler room. She gives half of the medicine ball to Haku, and he spits out the seal. Mm-hmm. And along with a black slug. That she steps on. Yes. And even the Kamaji's like, Ooh, get that out of here. That's bad luck. Yeah, like, like you don't want to be touching this. Yeah, and then she like makes like a circle with her hands, and then he's like, "Bad luck, be gone," and like splits it. Like some, you know, that's kind of funny. It reminds me of like holding the OK sign down by your hip and stuff. It's like weird. <laughs> oh, the made you look. Yeah, thing. like it's like um, what is that called? Like um, superstition type thing. Yeah, I thought it was inter- Like I thought it was really interesting. Like my grandpa, for example, he like thinks it's bad luck to go out a door into your house and like not come back in the same door it's like if you go out the front door you have to go back out through the front door it's really odd i've never heard that before. exactly me neither but like it's just one of his superstitions it's really weird are you a superstitious person at all um i'm trying to think where i would be superstitious i don't think i am i think karma's a bitch sometime yeah oh dude i'll tell you off i'll tell you off air but later i have a karma's a bitch bitch moment that you'll uh be glad to hear yeah yeah it's funny um but we shouldn't forget that there's a weird dream sequence in the chimney type weird visual that we get i don't know if you caught this piss break all right little uh technical difficulty right 
right. I guess. If you, if you want to talk about... Dogs barking. Uh, ex, uh, dogs barking and an existential conversation in between. Dude, I, yeah. I consider that a technical difficulty. I'm having it's, a technical It's technically difficult. difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Right when we left off, we were talking about the chimney. And as they're falling down, she grabs Haku by like the horns on his head. And this is like small. This is small and like visually like, but like almost like cuts away to like, like Shihiro, like, like they're like underwater and like, it's like very vague, very odd. It really can only be explained visually. Like you have to see it visually to understand it. But like, it's almost like she's underwater uh-huh. as she's grabbing the horns, which I thought was very, uh, it's like, it says like, there's something here to that. And, but does it have something to do with like the, uh, the telepathic effect that like Kaku had on her earlier, like, yeah. like touching him, like yeah. there's I, some kind of like weird universal connection that occurs or something. I think I think that it's I think visually it's trying to explain that there's something deeper here, and even even Shihiro doesn't know. Yeah, you know, even she doesn't know at the time. But she gives Haku the the medicine that the river spirit had given to her, and then yeah, he, you know he coughed up the gold seal and then squashes the slug. And, um, we've kind of already found out at this point that, um, Yubaba's evil, not yeah. evil sister, um, her twin sister mm-hmm. had the seal stolen from her. Yeah. Zaniba or whatever. And that's why she went after Haku. Yeah. There was a small thing that said, but since they're in the boiler room, you know, Kamachi says that Haku was just like Sin when he showed up here, mm-hmm. but he didn't know why he was there. And then Yubaba gave him work and then she, you know, he became her assistant. Yeah. So like we get to know a little bit more about Haku that he's a little bit more mysterious and then Sin has has to go return the gold seal to Zaniba and Kamachi gives Sin his train tickets that he's been holding on to for like what 40, 40 years. 40 years, yeah. And uh Sin actually says, "I guess my parents will have to wait." Yeah. It's like, "Well, don't forget why we're here." Yeah, she's here to free her parents still. Um, it's like small little reminder and then um but before she leaves she has to uh like go calm no face down mm. uh you know take care of that because lynn like is like look everybody's looking for you like you have to go calm down no face and you know so she finally goes up to the you know the main rooms of the bathhouse and then uh basically like she like gives him the other half of the medicine that she had given to Haku, she gives the other half to No Face to make him. She's like, "This will make you feel better." And then he like starts caught, like he starts like throwing up all this food and like makes him sick. And then so he like chases around the bath, the bathhouse, and you know all this food spilling out of him and all these people and stuff. And then he finally starts slowing down, like he loses all this like power that he had gained. And then they like walk out the bathhouse, and he's, yeah, he like, returns like normal to size, normal. Kind yeah. Of, right? And like he's kind of slow, like he walks slow, and mm-hmm. and then um, this like scene that seems like extremely scary, like for real, like it's like kind of like like really dark, like it just like yeah. it's like really like weird, like the way it's animated and the way like No Face is chasing around and stuff. It's just like I'm kind of glad that I never saw this when I was a kid. Yeah, because I feel like this would be like a nightmare-inducing movie. Yeah, like, yeah. Like as an adult, I'm like appreciating the visual, uh-huh. the visuals. Like, oh, that looks so cool. Uh huh. Yeah, back then this would have been nightmare fuel for me. No, no doubt. Oh, I, I, there are tons of movies like that for me where, like, I watch as a kid and, like, they only, like, bring me anxiety even to this day. Uh-huh. Like, I used to watch Jaws all the time when I was a kid. Have I ever told you this? 
I think so, yeah. Well, for you, for those out there that don't know, um, when I was a kid, I used to watch Jaws, like, just for fun. And, like, it's not really that scary, but, like, because there really isn't, like, a lot, like, visually to, like, be scared by besides, like, the shark, which is, like, literally, like, ten minutes of the movie. Yeah. There's a spot where he eats the back of the boat and, like, eats one of the crewmates, like, basically, like, cuts him in half. Kind of <sighs> really, really scary. When I was a kid... I used to think that Jaws was going to come out of the back of the bathtub. Mm. So I would like hug like the, the one side, the faucet of the, like of the shower and like of the bath. Cause I thought like Jaws would just eat the back of the bathtub, like the back of the boat. So weird. Dude, but when like, you're a kid, the dude, sh- that fantasy shit, elements just kind of run away dude, in your mind. Dude, that like shit that. makes sense when you're a kid, bro. But <laughs> yeah. now it's like, well, I guess that wouldn't work. But I don't know, man. Jaws is pretty scary. Yeah, I, I saw I I saw it for the first time. That's right. Over yeah. the summer this year. Yeah, I remember you telling and, me. And uh, that. yeah, that's that's you know, there's a lot of tension in that movie. I yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. But, like, I would just watch it. It's like, yeah, this is what I want to watch. I want to watch Jaws. It's like, <laughs> even though I already know, like, a million times how much it freaks me out. I was the same way with um, Jurassic Park mm. when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, Spielberg directed that oh, and yeah. Jaws, so. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a connection there. I, I, need to watch, I need to watch Jurassic Park sometime again soon. It's been a while. Oh, great movie. So then, like, Lynn takes Sin out to the train station on, like, a little raft. She's going to go return the seal to Zaniba. And uh, apologize for Haku. This is my favorite scene of the movie uh, because literally nothing happens. Uh, it's like the one slow down part of the movie that we get finally. Yeah, this uh, this scene in the movie is like the reminder of like what's at stake and like why 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 this story is taking place. It's like uh, it gives you time to digest a little bit and like think. And, like, no face comes along, and the bird and the mouse, you know, um, they're come along on the train station. And, like, I thought it was kind of funny. She's like, here, sit down. Like, sit down on the, you know, and, like, no face is just chilling. Yeah. Like, he's just chilling at this point. Like, even though he just went on this rampage, it's kind of odd. I really love the music in this part, too. Like, it, uh, it's, a, like, probably, like, one of the slowest tracks in the on the whole soundtrack where it really, like, gives you time to, like, recollect and, like... Sin's, like, super independent at this point and is really, uh, like, everything's in her hands at this point. It's really, it's really, 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 uh... Oh, a little, little bit of a uh, character arc for her. Yeah, a lot of development. A lot of character development. There's some words for you. Yeah. Um, but I love this, like, the watercolor and, like, the, just the vastness, like, of, like, the world. Because it's, like, all split up with water and, like... I don't know, like, these spirits that are, like, pretty much, they look like humans, basically. Like, they have, like, clothes on and stuff, but, like, no faces. Mm-hmm. Like, they're blacked out, like, silhouetted, and they're, like, going to, like, different, like, getting off at different stations and stuff, and it, like, makes you, like, wonder where they're going. And, like, yeah, wh- where are the other locations in this, like, uh, yeah. spirit world? And it's, like, why, uh, if they're going somewhere, like, what happens there? Where they're, like, what, like, what happens in the setting that they're in? And uh-huh. very, very interesting. Uh, it almost looks like just like standard life, houses just, and stuff. It's just business as usual for like yeah. these these creatures. Yeah, it's really odd. I really like it, but like they don't explain anything. It's just really nice to like gives your like brain a second to relax and like uh, I really loved it. Like I just love this scene. It's just really quiet. Well, like our main character really doesn't have um, enough time to learn about this world because like mm-hmm. her her issue. Of, yeah. like, saving her parents and yeah. everything is, like, so pressing. It's like, yeah. she doesn't have time to stop and ask questions. Yeah, but it only allows for us as the viewer to, like, 
just like be along for the ride and like question the things happening around her. Mm. It was nice. Because we're only experiencing the story through her, really. Yeah, exactly. So they, they go to Swamp Bottom. Yeah. And Haku wakes up and uh, back uh, back at the boiler room. And like, so we kind of get a little cut between both of the characters, like as what they're doing. But yeah, she's at Swamp Bottom. Uh, like, Kamachi explains that, like, he, like his small part, but he's like, only explains that love, like, is what saved you. And like, it wasn't. Um, anything else and Haku finally goes up to like talk to you Baba and like he like stands his ground and we get to know later on why but like he like stands his ground to you Baba and like you he's like you haven't even realized like something very precious from you is missing you Baba finally realizes that the like the baby is the three heads and she's like freaking out like where's my baby and I like this part I like this part of this movie and and Haku's like he finally has, like, some leverage over you, Baba. Like, he has, like, bargained for, like, Zen- Sin's freedom and is, like, I want you to, like, release her. And then, like, you know, you, Baba's, like, yes, but only on one condition. And then, like, we kind of cut away back to Swamp Bottom. Yeah. And, uh... So Sin gets to meet with, um... Izaniba, her sister. Yeah. And, uh, like, as we're, like, walking up to this scene, like, there's, like, a lamp that, like, hops around... Yeah, it's really um, cool. The the noise that it makes. I was watching this. With, I have a, you know, with like a, my two dogs in the room, mm-hmm. and the noise it made was like similar to like a squeaky toy. Uh-huh. So my dogs were paying like extra attention. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, like uh, it's kind of reminding me of this scene. It reminded me of like uh, Beauty and the Beast, like as like uh, like going up to the castle. It almost seemed like menacing, but then like as we step inside, like. Zaniba's super friendly. Yeah, like, we kind of been led to believe that she was, um... Just, like, another evil witch. Yeah, yeah. But her her demeanor in this scene, I mean, she's, like, really welcoming to, mm-hmm. to Sen and everything. She's like, well, come on in. Like, super nice. Like, grandmotherly. Uh-huh. And she also explains, like, like, you have to call me Granny now. And, like, she's like, sit down and she's gonna make you some tea. And, <laughs> yeah. and um, and they all... You know, she returns the gold seal, and she's like, well, only love can break the seal's curse or whatever, because the seal was, like, cursed, and, like, whoever steals it will be, like, will die or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I squashed the slug. She's like, the slug? And she, like, starts laughing, and it's like, well, the slug is what Yubaba uses to control Haku. Um, And it's like, oh, that's why he went and, like, talked back to her. Well, that kind of, like, begs the question, in my opinion, how, why was he so willing to help um, Shihiro in the first place? Like, if he was under the control or whatever? Like, is, well, how much, like, free will does he have? Do you, yeah, I don't know. Like, that's kind of, that's kind of, that's true. You know what I mean? I don't know if, like, like, maybe, like, it's only, like, he obeys her obedient orders. Like, only if she orders him to do Mm. something. Maybe he still has free will, but, like. If she tells him to do something, he must do it or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably it. I have no like. It does. We there's like really no room to elaborate on it because it's nothing's really explained to us. Yeah, that's just like you know my interpretation or my question interpretation. You know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, like Shihiro explains that like to Granny that she seems like she's met Haku before somewhere and like they're trying to figure it out and like and she says, I wanted to tell you this because this is like this is I. After watching this the first time, before I watched it the second time, when I was taking these notes and everything, but this stood out to me, 
and I thought about it on one of my deliveries this week. She says, once you've met someone, you never really forget them. Uh-huh. And I've, I delivered to somebody that I went to high school with, but, like, was older than me. But I was, like, like close closer to them when I was early in high school, and I had done forgot about them. Yeah. Like, I had totally had forgotten about them. And then I saw their face. I was like, oh, my God, where are you from? Yeah. And I remembered. And then I was like, I remember that part of the movie. I was like, once you've, once you've met someone, you never really forget them. And I was like, I know who you are. Like, you were in my art class with me. And she was a senior at the time. It was really interesting. Like, I was like, huh. So I got to like I got to think about the movie throughout my week and stuff. It was kind of nice, but uh, like yes, Zaniba like they like thread like a hair tie for her and stuff, and like no face and like the 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 mouse and stuff or like weaving that like weaving yarn and stuff. It's really like funny. Uh huh. Like you just get like a weird like paradigm shift between like what these witches are supposed to act like. Yeah, that was cool. But like the music was like super homey and relax, relaxing. Like the you know the soundtrack is like like setting the tone for the movie. And finally, like No Face, he stays with Granny. Like he stays with Zaniba. She's like, "Well, you can stay here with me." And he's like, uh. <laughs> like, "Like doing his thing." Uh, I thought like so like well maybe he'll chill when he's with Granny and stuff. And. Uh, and then like Haku like shows up and like brings her on back like he's in dragon form and yeah. it was cool like it's just like we're getting like this little tidy up here towards the end yeah I, I really liked I, I like the way this movie ends uh, me too I, I did like the ending in this movie a lot okay I want to know where your confusion is after we end the movie or like any more questions you might have okay we'll have to like go over it a little bit yeah but um, I'll explain my confusion. Like at the so in this scene on the way back to the bathhouse, she ride she's riding on Haku's back, mm-hmm. and she, like we're getting these little cuts of like flashback and like there's a pink shoe, in the waves and stuff that's getting drifted away. It's like very small, uh-huh. little things. Um, but she says, she's like here. I think this will help you remember. And she's like when I was a little girl. I almost drowned in a river one time. And she's like, but I got washed away to shore before I drowned. And she said, and that river was the Kohaku River. And uh, so does, okay. this, does this make sense to you now? I, I understood at the end that Haku was like a, the river spirit. He's a river spirit. And so he remembers his name. And that free, like, he like, like breaks like, like he finally remembers his name. Like sin's point, like it breaks him free from yeah. Baba, right? Like yeah, officially. like complete. Like he remember he'll be okay now because he remembers. Like sin has to remember her name because you remember at the beginning where the kanji like come off the paper, the words come off the paper, and it's left with sin. Uh huh. When when Haku showed up here, it must have been the same thing. Must have saying, said Kohaku River. And she pulled, cut off the front part of, her, she of his pulled, name. Yeah, pulled the letters off, and it was left with Haku, and he doesn't remember his name because he's been there so long. And so, like, that kind of, like, he's like, oh, I remember my, like, he's like, I remember. like, And that's why he remembers her name. And at the beginning of the movie, he's like, she's like, how do you know my name? And he's like, I've known you since you were very small. And it's just like, okay, well. Okay, I'm, you, just yeah. filled, you filled in the gap for me right there. Okay. I was confused on that earlier. Okay. Somehow I missed it on my... Any, every time I watch this movie, I always forget that part of the movie. For real, like I feel like this movie moves so fast, and like that's why it works so well. Because you forget 
in the train scene, you're like, oh shit, this is like I forgot. Like you're forgetting, like all, like you're forgetting, like Shahira, like she's forgetting why she's here. She forgets her name. She like that's a good point right there. Like I didn't think about it. Like, I don't know. Way. I don't know necessarily if it's intended, but it feels that way to me. I bet it is. Oh, for sure. But like, it feels like you're just so caught in it. You know, like visually, you're just like stimulated and like you're along for the ride, and, and you just you forget like what what's at stake here. You know, like, they make it back, and, like, there's one last test for Shihiro. Then she has to pick out her parents out of all these pigs. Out of these eight pigs that are out. And she's like, you only get one chance, or you're stuck here forever. And, like, it's only up, like, she can't, gets no help or whatever. And all the bathhouse is watching. Uh-huh. Like, and they're uh, all kind of, like, cheering for her. Yeah. In a way. Like, yeah. they're all behind her. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, they're all, like, they've all been affected by her, because, like, they've, like, seen, like, you know, the stink monster and the, and no face, and, like, like, this was, like, probably a, like, an event that, It was like, unusual for this bathhouse to, yeah. like, experience all these, like, even you though, know, weird things. Yeah, like, even though it's unusual, like, like, for all these things to be happening in the bathhouse, it's probably unusual for the people in the bathhouse. Very, like, so they all, like, they're all, like, rooting for her. Uh-huh. And, uh... She's like, oh, well, none of these pigs are mine. Or none of these pigs are my parents. And they're like, are you sure? And she's like, mm-hmm. And then they all, like, all the pigs turn into, like, frogs. Or, like, all, some of the ducks or whatever. Like, some of the spirits. Like, yeah, a mixture of the whatever we've seen so far. Yeah, the and they're, they, everybody celebrates. And, you know, so now she's free. Even Yubaba's, like, like kind of, like, indifferent. Like, hmm. like, oh, well. and But, like, everybody's, and, like, even she's, like... Thanks for everything. Like even thanks you, Baba, at the end, and like mm-hmm. she's like kind of growing, grown up this experience. I really like it a lot. At the end of the movie, Haku like runs her out back to the beginning, back to next to the the mm-hmm. train station. Yeah, the water's gone on the river and stuff, and Haku's sending her home. It kind of ends with there's dialogue here, and it says, she says, "Will we meet again sometime?" And he says, sure, we will. And then she says, promise. And he goes, promise. And he says, now go, don't look back. She's like, don't look back this way until you've crossed the train station. And she kind of, as she's making her way out, she like, you can kind of see her look, trying to look back. And she's like, no, I must look ahead. And then she goes back down through. She's like disciplined at that point. Yeah. And then her parents were just like, where have you been, honey? And it's like, you motherfuckers. Like, it's, like, <laughs> it's all their fault. Yeah. here in the first place. I know. It's like, and they're like still like bratty and like. Yeah, they're like completely unaware of like that they've been turning into pigs. Yeah. They have no idea. They had it, no it's idea. as if she just like wandered off when they first walked into the uh, yeah. amusement park. I think, and then it just ends and then her parents are like, and they get back in the car and like time has passed a little bit. <laughs> they're, um, they're asking her like. You know, I know it's scary that we're moving to this new place. And she's like, nah, I think I can handle it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, this whole story has made her grow into, uh, you know, more independent, less of a brat. Yeah, and then it just ends. Yeah. It just ends, bro. All right, man. That, like, that's a lot to get through. And, like, it didn't take us too terribly long. But I wanted to, like, first off, I wanted to ask you, like, what your favorite scene in the movie was. Um, I know what mine is, but go ahead. My favorite parts of this movie came more from, like, the visual mm-hmm. standpoint. Maybe not from, like, a plot. Mm-hmm. 
I really liked when she first arrives at the, at the amusement park, mm-hmm. and uh, Haku tells her to run, and it turns nightfall for the first time. Mm-hmm. I already mentioned this earlier, yeah. But like all the fair. all the lanterns lighting up as she's leave, like, as she's trying to run away. I really like the scene where she is pulling the garbage mm-hmm. out of the river spirit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard for me to say because I mean, like after only seeing it one time, I feel like I don't have a concrete favorite scene yeah it was just more like visual like visual parts that i was really impressed by yeah i feel like if you watch it twice you maybe have like more of a concrete i feel like now that we've talked about it at like on at length like we can you probably can go back and like have a better understanding of like going through but like when you're watching this for the first time like it's hard to digest like, when I rewatched this movie for the podcast, I hadn't seen it in a year or two. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, like, I had forgotten a lot, for real. Like, I had I had forgotten a lot of the story, and, like, I was pleasantly along for the ride again. And I mean, I remember some things, don't get me wrong. Like, I remember some of the big spots, but, like, I forget the little nuances and stuff throughout. So, yeah. I feel like any time I ever turn to this movie, I always enjoy it just, like, if not as much or like close to the first time viewing it like i'm still caught in wonder every time i watch it that's why i see that's why i love it so much you said that you knew what your favorite scene was what is that it's definitely the train scene i like it uh, oh yeah yeah vis- right. visually yeah like just uh it just is that one spot in the movie where you just get to remember why we are here and it's like i love the the music uh-huh and it's almost like melancholic and like I can hear it in my head right now. Like, it's just, it's very, uh, like, ominous and, like, dreary, but, like, in a, like, bittersweet tone. I don't know. Really like it a lot. I have favorite characters, but, like, what characters did you like about the movie? Or, like, like, is there a character that you liked that, like, you liked their job in the movie? Or, like, you liked the way they interacted with the world and stuff? Or, like... Yeah, um, the name is is escaping me right now. The uh, the the boiler room guy, Kamachi. Yeah, Kamachi. Yeah, he was he was my favorite character. Yeah, I like he's like Grandpa. He was um he was a little bit more involved than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, like that first scene where you meet him, kind of feels like after she leaves, you may never see this character again. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Um, but I was glad that he like came back later on in the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, either him or Haku were probably my favorite characters. Okay. Uh, I, my favorite characters are Kamachi and then Yubaba. Because I like Yubaba for a character... First off, for a character design, as I t- said earlier. But, like, uh, she reminds me of, like, stubborn, like, granny that likes material. First off, she, she just reminds me of my grandma. <laughs> but, like, if my grandma had, like, magical powers and ran a bathhouse. Like, I don't know. I like... I, like yeah. I, feel, I feel like she's a grandma that, like, takes herself too seriously... But then she's also, like, in this world, she's, like, a witch that, like, controls this bathhouse. And then she's, like, maybe she's not really evil. Uh-huh. You know, like, at the end, I didn't feel like she was super evil. But, no, not really. But, like... It seemed like, um, in the perspective of this story, it seems like she's, like, the big baddie. Mm-hmm. Like, the big villain. But in this world, she just kind of, like, overall, it seems like she's just, like, a sleazy business owner. Yeah. Like, she's not, like... A god. Yeah. You know, like, in other parts of this world, she may have no significance, like, whatever. Exactly. Like, whatsoever. I thought, like, uh, like, at the end, like, just, like, when everybody, 
like is celebrating and like then even you know Shihiro's like thanks everything you know like she's just like I just feel like she's just like just stubborn like yeah but you know like she was made up to be like this evil lady but like probably to the bathhouse people were like she's just the boss that's all it is but like I she mean, just seems so menacing I mean we're watching the story from a like 10 year old's perspective exactly so I mean exactly like it's just it makes her feel so uh, menacing but really she's just probably like a little moody grandma uh-huh. that like loves her baby. And I just thought it was interesting. Is there like a like is there a part like I'm gonna assume I'm assuming visually like the that was your favorite part of the movie is like the visuals. Yeah, just the um the overall art direction was really great. Yeah, I feel like if you watch more Studio Ghibli movies, you'll like start catching on to a lot of like that art style. Like obviously like Hayao Miyazaki, he uh like he's like art director of all these movies like you know he's the director of the movies and then you know he like leads the art and stuff so um uh-huh. there's there's a rabbit hole you could go down with that for sure i i didn't feel like i was watching a movie that was almost 20 years old yeah it's aged so well yeah it, like it, it looked good there was never a part where i was like oh this looks weird or dated or awkward i've echoed this before on previous podcasts but like the recent movie spider-man to the spider-verse uh-huh that movie that movie will age well because the like because animation will age well if it's done well like yeah. some like it, it doesn't try and be like too realistic or anything yeah like uh like some movies that are animated are lost to the ether like as far as like in pop culture you know do you I'm remember to, the you ever think s- of an example you ever seen over the hedge no, but I remember when it came out. But do you like? But you don't think about Over the Hedge. No, I haven't thought about Over the Hedge since it came out. Exactly. Or like, um, I'm trying to think of another one. Well, like Nomeo and Juliet or something. Yeah, just like stuff like that that just gets like tossed the ether. Like there's no, it doesn't hold in your brain. It doesn't create like animation. The beauty of animation, it creates a vacuum where, where you can just make this world. That can be different than any other. Uh-huh. You have artistic freedom to yeah. like do whatever you want with the medium to make it impactful. And then there are movies that don't do that, that don't stand up later. Yeah, like this. I agree. Mo- this movie ages well for that reason. Like this movie, uh, visually is just it is stunning. It, it looks good, and it's undoubtedly uh, creative. Mm-hmm. I mean, the world. There's um. There's never been a sequel to this of any sort, is there? Or an no. expansion on the universe or anything? Uh, I don't know if like the worlds are interconnected in, in Studio Ghibli. I'm not, I haven't really gone down that. Yeah. Know, like, is there a Studio Ghibli universe? Like, there's a Marvel like universe, like a Mar- like a Marvel or like a Pixar theory or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't. I have no idea, but they they I don't think they ever made like direct sequels, which is one of my biggest gripes as far as like uh today's we've talked about this before but like too many sequels too many sequels not enough new ideas it's um, it's kind of weird because like uh considering how big of a success this movie was you would think that maybe they would have expanded on it but i'm glad they didn't though yeah i think i think hayo Miyazaki, like as a director he knows well not to do that like he yeah. knows better not to 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 ruin what he's already created <laughs> he's he's no sellout he's a He's like a visionary as like as far as his field of like animation goes, um, but he falls victim to like only half. He has to hold up to a masterpiece standard, and it's really unfortunate. Uh-huh. And he's talked about it before in like documentaries and like interviews and stuff. 
There's another animated movie that that's anime that I might suggest later on. Um, yeah. Hey, no spoilers. I won't spoil anything. We don't. I may not even suggest it, but I may. We may. We could watch it sometimes. I have it. Um, there are movies that are animated well and are visually stunning that I think I could show you that you might appreciate. But uh-huh. um, if you had to give the movie a loose score, I don't. I don't know. Um, I know what I'd give it, but you go right ahead. Off of off of first viewing, I mean, like considering I had a hard time understanding certain things or like following the plot. I mean, maybe that's just my fault. You know, maybe it was the the mindset that I watched this movie in. You're gonna hate me. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna not get, gonna hate you. I'm go gonna, ahead. I'm gonna go uh, like a seven out of ten. That's fair. I knew you were gonna say that. It's okay. I I, I would feel bad going lower. Because I feel like my opinion is like kind of un- uninformed. I feel like if you watch this movie again, you probably could come back to it and feel a little bit more secure about the way like I, you're. I, it's I guarantee okay. that's how it'd be. It's okay that you don't like. Uh, for me, I would definitely would at least give it a nine. Okay, I'm not gonna give it like a ten out of ten because like I mean, this is a highly revered <clears throat> movie. Yeah, it's like critically acclaimed for sure, but like. Uh, there are many reasons why people love this movie. I think we talked about a lot of it, but to me, one of the things when I finished this movie, coming back to it, like as I've gotten older, there, like I, as I've taken on more adult responsibilities in life, um, I couldn't help after this movie just feeling like a restoration of like some of my innocence. Uh-huh. Like I felt like after I finished this movie, like I just had like this. It gives me this. Just bittersweet like just this mood that i like when i finished the movie i just went to bed and just thought to myself like like oh like it's okay to like be like a kid or like have like 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 ignorance of the world or something like just i think not to get super like philosophical but like i'm pretty sure we all like we're all big we're just big kids for real like dude i mean Everybody is just like you ever heard like the phrase um like fake it till you make it yeah or like uh, that's what everybody's doing dude everybody like everybody thinks they know they got their shit together like this is the shit like this is the way the world works and like if you do this you do this and then if you do that you do that but like in reality it's just like you're just a big old kid that is you know, like we just follow the systems that are in place and we just act like we know everything and I think uh, I just think like when I finished the movie, I was just like, like I said, just restored that innocence in me a little bit. Like it just reminded me of like, like some of my childish wonders. And like, I really like, I really enjoy, I like really enjoy this movie for that. Um, that's like, that's why I like these movies for sure. They definitely restore a little bit of innocence in me and I can enjoy like the childish aspect of it. I think I'm uh, definitely interested in returning to this movie in the future. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, watching other Studio Ghibli movies at some point. Yeah, if you watch it on... Shit, we probably could watch something sometime on, like, HBO. Like, I need to see Kiki's Delivery Service. I know, like, that's a, like, really well-received one. And then um, Howl's Moving Castle I've also wanted to see. That one's another really surreal one. Hey guys, so I want to apologize that the conversation just kind of trails off at the end of this episode. Uh, Unfortunately, 
the last five or so minutes of the convo was lost to the ether. So um, the only thing that you guys really missed is that I make my recommendation for the next episode. So I guess I will reveal that to you guys right now. Um, it looks like we are going to be doing Kid A by Radiohead to celebrate its 20th anniversary. So look forward to that on the next episode of Two Dudes, Brews, and Reviews. Uh, I want to thank you guys again for listening to us. Uh, if you can, please subscribe and give us a rating. And uh, I guess we will see you guys next time. Adios.